Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network. This is Patrick Honeywell. Today, my special guest is Eurogerm's master French baker, Romain Defour. On today's podcast, Chef Romain discusses all things brioche. Brioche from France and brioche here in the States. I just want to know how I got so lucky to have my friend Romain Defour, master baker, back on the podcast. Hey, Romain. Hey, Patrick. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, listen, you know, I consider brioche to be one of France's gifts to the world. I love brioche. So I asked you to come back on, as you know, to talk a bit about brioche, um, actually a lot about brioche. So maybe you can give us a little bit of a, a history of brioche. It was actually great to be able to come back on that topic because I was able to learn, like, where is brioche coming from? Because to be honest, as a baker, I, I had no idea. Um, so the the first brioche actually kind of appeared in the uh, 1404 that's the first time we kind of heard about this uh, this word mm-hmm. um i did some deep research and there is kind of a similar brioche uh, bread in the 900 uh, which was created by the viking wow so it's it, it's very old yeah it's very very interesting um now, in terms of the name brioche, it's actually interesting because it's coming from two words, so which are like old French word, which is like brie and ocher. Hmm. So it means knead, you know, knead the dough and uh, and steer. So it's kind of an interesting concept, you know, hmm. of trying to two words into one and it become brioche. Hmm. You know what? Well, well, I, I need to stop you for just a second. I, I love yeah. this. But I have to say, we watch a lot of different Viking shows. So my wife and I are digging the Viking. Uh, it's coming back. It's on TV. Live. And I looked at, they had like a big meal at one of their events. They're not TV and they're munching on some mutton, but they had a guy had looked like a brioche in his left hand. He was munching on. So that, you're right about that. I think it does go back. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're good. That was cool. Um, so technically the brioche that we know now it was back then very different because you know they didn't have all the uh, possibility of playing with the yeast and sourdough that we are doing now you know um so that's also very interesting because there is two possible uh, way of the brioche so first of all brioche that was for sure kind of a cake um i think there is actually a, a famous sentence huh, from marie antoinette gives them cake and she was referring to brioche and not cake so that's that's also the, the interesting part. So it was really more of a cakey aspect, um, which probably was not made with butter, but was made with lard, mm. because that was the, the easiest uh, animal fat at the time. And there is also another story, and I felt that was also an interesting possibility, that brioche was made with cheese, and not any type of cheese, but with brie. And the possibility of the name could come from that brioche. So yeah, that's uh, it, it's still kind of uh, we are not so sure about the origin of it, but for sure it's good. That is so, that is so cool. <laughs> Who would have thought? You know. So yeah, you walk into a bakery and you look down, you look at there's a brioche, there's a croissant. You go, you know, I have the brioche, but I wonder 
where that came from. So you just uh, opened up some some thought for me. So that's cool. So you know, yeah. it seems Ramon that there's a lot of different countries that have brioche. You know, I think it's popular in different countries. What's your thoughts on that? On the different countries and and that are using brioche now. That's definitely in a lot of different countries. Um, I mean, I've I've been lucky enough to travel in Asia, and brioche is in Asia. Um, they do actually uh, do some slightly different uh, brioche type. You know, they will put some coconut inside, something that which is more uh, on their taste. Hmm. Um, and definitely, I mean, in the US, I think it's big in the US. Uh, usually, I think brioche is. It, everyone is eating it in breakfast, mm-hmm. I think, you know, um, but countries like, like the US, um, because brioche, I think it's how it was known really in the US, it's mostly into bun. So people are eating it, you know, as a carrier for a sandwich mm-hmm. um, to mix that uh, sweetness and, and, uh, and savory. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I remember a million, a hundred million years ago when I first learned brioche and back then it was, I think what was what I considered to be the authentic French recipe, which is uh, eggs, butter, flour, uh, yeast. Everything was, the liquid was from the egg. And so it was super rich. It was very soft and you'd have to put it in the refrigerator overnight uh, or at least, you know, for a few hours to develop some flavor and also get cold enough so you could work the dough. Um, but now you mentioned the the buns and things here. It's it's changed. It's adapted for different uses. How would you define that for us? Uh, you know, I think the 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 heating the eating habit of uh, of people is very different. Hmm. So in France, you know, we are like very uh, original, and you know, it's like brioche is being used only for breakfast because that's how we grew up and <laughs> you know french were <laughs> don't want to change their mind mm-hmm. um and if you want the product to be successful i think you just need to you know make it work for the country where you are targeting so us you know people they don't really have kind of a sweet breakfast um so they are going to use more the brioche you know as a lunch so i think we just adapt to the to the country i don't know if that answers the question but um no it does does. yeah the use um i noticed though it's interesting that um if you take the original version which was a lot of it's a lot of butter and a lot of eggs and then you have to you maybe remove some of that to make it uh easier for bigger companies to machine or for somebody to make a you know like a hamburger or a turkey sandwich bun out of it but there are companies i think that are um they make a product and they call it a brioche, representing a brioche. But if you bite into it, you don't think of brioche. It's it's almost I hate to use the term, but I call it a fake brioche. Yeah. So uh, here we are, like uh, completely doing that uh, brioche from France versus brioche from the U.S. And it's actually yeah. funny because yes, definitely. I mean, in France, a brioche is so not very sweet. Okay. Usually, a brioche will be in France will be around ten to fifteen percent of sugar. Mm-hmm. That's more or less where it is. In the US, in terms of sweetness, we are at least at 20%. So that's already the difference, you know, in terms of, uh, of the sweetness. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, you are right. In France, we are going to do a brioche with usually at least 50% of the hydration being eggs, at least, if it's not 100% of the hydration, you know. Gotcha. Um, when, when in the US, most of the time, we even don't use eggs. Or, you know, if we use it, it's like, 10, 15%, and it's like, whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it, is, it is very different. 
I think, as you said, uh, there is the, you know, compared to France, I mean, in France, we are 70 million French, you know, in the US, there is 350 million. So you need to feed more people. So in terms of machinery, in terms of cost, um, that's why they kind of change a little bit that brioche. Um, and yes, it's becoming kind of a fake brioche because just an FYI, if you are opening a brioche, you know, like you get a brioche in two, uh, you are in the US, you get a brioche in two and it's like very yellow inside or like almost orange. Mm -hmm. Well, um, spoiler alert, I think it's a fake brioche. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I knew it. I knew it. Darn American. Hey, wait, I'm American. Wait, what's going on? Hey, <laughs> you know, so I was thinking too, uh, while I have you, we, there's a lot of different there are different, not, not a lot. There are different types of brioche. And we at Le Chef Bakery, you had come in uh, to consult for us because uh, we always appreciate you coming out and helping us uh, to improve our brioche. And I believe we do more of a traditional brioche, but what types of brioche are out there? I mean, they're different. There's some different versions, right? Yeah, so there is the, the traditional brioche, huh? the one that uh, like everyone knows. So uh, technically, the traditional brioche. And in, in terms of uh, artisan bakery aspect, okay, not industrial whatsoever, but the traditional brioche. So as I said, you know, you will be so roughly between 10 to 20% of sugar based on where you are in the world. Um, you, and I'm talking flour weight, okay? I'm talking like baker percentage. Mm -hmm. Um, you will be around 50% of butter. That's again, more or less uh, the, the average. I think in the US, when you find the brioche, which is around 30%, it's already, you know, like start to be a good brioche. Um, and you, you will use the, the eggs as a hydration. So most of the time, a traditional brioche, you just use eggs to hydrate. You don't use any water. And then in terms of shape, you can find usually it's going to be on a loaf, you know, like a loaf shape, um, or as we said in the US being on a bun. Mm -hmm. So that's really like the traditional brioche that everyone knows. And mm -hmm. then there is plenty of other type of brioche which are not really well known in the US. Mm -hmm. And I hope at some point it will come. So the, the first, the one I, I really like personally, and I and I did some uh, uh, recipes also on that uh, back in the days. It's it's a brioche with milk levain. Wow! So you are using like a, a sourdough where you remove the water and you hydrate with milk. So you are creating a lot of different flavors, and then you are going to with that levain with that sourdough, you are going to uh, make your brioche. So technically, we are staying on the same concept of a traditional brioche, but we are removing some of our yeast, okay, the commercial yeast. And I usually keep a little bit, you know, I will keep at least 2% of that yeast. Um, but then I'm going to add about 20% of this levain. So you are going to create a lot of flavor. Um, the big advantage beside the flavor, it's also the, the conservation, you know, in matter of chef life, you are going to be able to keep that brioche much longer because the levain is going to create really like, you know, um, a lower pH and uh, uh, so uh, no issue on, in matter of anti-mold. But also in, in terms of the texture, it's going to get a little bit gummier. And um, so it's, it's a very interesting brioche. Again, I think in terms of artisan bakery, you know, it's easier to do that compared to industrial. 
But um, that's one of my favorites in terms of like kind of a specialty brioche. And there is plenty of other brioche which are not really well known in the US, but there is what we call the brioche Vendéenne. And before this podcast, um, I actually called my uncle because my uncle live in, uh, in Vendée. So Vendée is like a region in France. So to give you an idea on uh, geographically speaking, it's on the south of the Brittany. So it's kind of the, it's kind of the armpit of France. You know, that, that arm coming out, yeah, that's the armpit. Yeah. Hmm. So here we go, that's the Vendée. And they have that traditional brioche where actually they are mixing. So they are removing a little bit of eggs to incorporate a little bit of milk. Mm-hmm. And they use some rum. So to create some, uh, some flavor. Some mm-hmm. other bakery are also using a little bit of um, um, orange blossom. So see, in terms of flavor, we are going a little bit different compared to the brioche. And the technicity of this brioche is that first, the shape, it needs to be braided. So it's like usually a twist of, uh, of three bread, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and then you, you braid it together. And it's, it's mixed only on the first speed. So it's a very long mix. Huh? My uncle was telling me it's a, around a 45 minute mix, 45 wow. to 15 minute mix. Um, but at the end, when you bake that brioche, it's very stringy. So, you know, you are going to cut that brioche mm-hmm. and inside the crumb, it's like so stringy and very soft. Interesting. So it's very interesting. Mm. Then you have a brioche called the Muna. So the Muna is actually not from France. And that's why I decided to talk about this because it's from Algeria. Wow. Um, so it's, it's a, a, a brioche, which is like, with a lot of orange flavor. So they use some orange blossom, orange zest, orange juice. Um, and also they use a little bit of anise, anise powder and, and anise crit. So it's again, very flavorful, um, very similar to a brioche, but again, on a, on a slightly different age in terms of flavor and texture. Interesting. Now, when you say Mona, is that, it's M-O-U-N-A, if somebody wanted to look at yes. Mona. Okay, yes. I love that. That's yeah. fantastic. Mona. Okay. It's usually the, the shape, what we can usually see, it's more of a round shape and there is a cross in the middle. I think there is definitely some, um, like, like a lot of food around the world. Huh? There is definitely some uh, religion attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, because in Algeria, there is a lot of, as you know, Algeria used to be French, you know, so there is a lot of Christian, mm-hmm. um, Jewish, and there is also some Muslim. So there is kind of a mix, you know, of religion. And I think this bread, is definitely out of this mix of origin, you know? And then, um, and there's plenty more, huh? but there is also what we call the brioche nanterre. And brioche nanterre is actually very similar to a traditional brioche. The only difference is going to be the shape. So usually it's, it's like in a, in a pan bread, but rather than doing only one big piece, you know, of a brioche, we are going to see like six or eight smaller balls. And technically by just just that difference, it's, it's interesting. And just by doing some uh, small brioche bowl, you are going to get much more softness out of mm-hmm. your brioche. Um, usually it's topped with like a sugar, you know, like grain sugar on top mm-hmm. um, to, to bring a little bit of sweetness. That's, and again, there is plenty more, as I said earlier, uh, there is the pan de coco in Philippines, um, which is a, a mix from a Spanish bread and a brioche. So that's kind of their brioche, you know? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And if I, if I have to say, I think the final one, um, and one which I'm pretty sure is going to be a huge success in the US, uh, 
it's what we call the laminated brioche. So the laminated brioche, it's kind of, uh, it's the wedding between a, a croissant and a brioche. In terms of flavor, you have technically a brioche. It's, it's just there. But in terms of texture, you have a croissant. So it's very, very, very interesting. And I think that, you know, it starts to be kind of famous over in Europe. Mm -hmm. There is like some big, uh, big players in terms of industrial bakeries who start to, uh, to sell that brioche. And it's a matter of time, but it will come in the US. And when it comes, it will be huge. I have no doubt. I'm so glad you brought that up because we're thinking of um, Atlas Chef. We're thinking of making something like that. So you'll, of course, be calling you. When I think of a laminated brioche, it reminds me of a, um, there was a savory product in Las Vegas. Uh, I believe it maybe one of Ramsey's restaurants. It, and I tried it. I said, this, it looks like a, a, like a little cinnamon roll made with a dough that's croissant type dough, but it's got a more body. And I thought of brioche. It could be a laminated brioche. Now, when you do a laminated brioche, so you have a brioche type dough and then you have a butter layered, but do you change the brioche recipe because there's already butter in it? You have egg. How do you make an adaption? What's, what's the uh, Roman de Four general adaption to that? So that's actually interesting because the, the more I think of it and the more I'm like, for the US, uh, a laminated brioche, that's what you guys are going to call a Danish dough. Mm -hmm. So you know that Danish dough, you are adding a little bit of eggs. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty bad with that. But I think you guys are adding some eggs. You're adding a little bit of butter inside the dough. Mm -hmm. And then you take that dough and you laminate it. The concept is the same. So we are adding, like, uh, uh, from the top of my head, we are adding 20 or 30% of eggs, the rest being water. Mm. Um, we are around 10% of butter. Um, in terms of sugar, the only, that's the, maybe the only difference. I'm staying very French on that product. So I'm around the 8 to 10% of sugar. Mm -hmm. So not very sweet. Um, however, uh, when we talk about the butter for the lamination, um, I'm around 45% of the weight. Wow. So compared to a croissant, we are much richer. So I think that's, that's how we are able to get, you know, that concept of the brioche and the texture of the croissant. That sounds amazing. You know, I, I would think something like that, besides just tasting amazing when you make something with it, would be really great in a, like a Wellington, in, like in place of puff dough, like a beef Wellington, beef acro, something like that to wrap uh, savory items. What do you think of that? Oh, definitely, definitely. And actually something I tried recently and it was like huge for me, <laughs> was like the, uh, wait, how you call that? In French, we said the pain perdu, the French toast. Okay, okay. The French toast and mm. the texture were amazing. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just doing like a quick parenthesis on that. You know, we were talking earlier about difference between uh, 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 France and US. And, and, you know, in France, we have, so I was saying, we call it the pain perdu. Mm -hmm. And pain perdu, it means like the, the lost bread. You know, it's like whatever you have left over, you create that French toast. Okay, so... Like for example, I grew up and my mom sometimes when preparing pain perdu with a, with a baguette or, or with a brioche or, or with a pan bread or, you know, whatever was left in the kitchen, mm -hmm. which here yeah, is very interesting. And, and I'm saying here, but not only here, it's like the rest of the world, because in Dubai, it was the same. When I was in Dubai working in the hotel industry, we were making brioche 
especially to make the French toast. So, you know, the, the whole concept is very, is very different compared to us where it's like, you know, the lost bread. For the rest of the world, we are creating a bread just to make that French toast. So it's, it's very funny, again, of a small difference. Sorry, it was just a small parenthesis on that. That is awesome. But let me, so let me ask you, let's say that we did a brioche and a loaf pan, okay? Just a, re, a regular great brioche. Yeah. And then we did a laminate brioche in the same loaf pan, same weight, the whole thing. And then yeah. proof bake, cut a slice, and put them both in the pan side by side. What would the difference be between the brioche um, and then the laminate brioche? What would I see texturally? So yeah, exactly. It's texturally that you will really see it uh, because you you lose your lamination. You know, at the time you start cooking that uh, that uh, French toast, you lose mm -hmm. the lamination aspect, but uh, the the texture is very light. You know, it's like. When, when you when you have the the, the traditional uh, French toast with the brioche, you know you will have one slice and you are done. You are full because it's heavy and you know this. It's like you can have two easy. That's uh -huh. <laughs> wow, that's going to be very popular here. I think. Hey, you know, Roman, you've also. I think you're going to be doing an online class on laminated brioche. Is that right? It is right. And and I want to say that we didn't plan this podcast around it. And I didn't plan my class around the podcast as well. So it just kind of worked out. No, well. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, I'm actually doing uh, on uh, July 18. Uh, it's a Sunday. I'm doing a class on uh, laminated brioche. Hmm. And we are going to make two different uh, laminated brioche. The first one being kind of a, a double color laminated brioche. But with my own twist, because the double color is actually in the middle of the dough and not on the outside. It's really mm -hmm. like in the middle. Mm -hmm. So we can see kind of a, a string of color, you know, crossing the, the brioche. So it's really cool. And that we are also going to make our own chocolate baton to place inside. And then the second one, um, I try to work the laminated brioche in the babka. So you know that the babka, that, uh, that, that brioche, we are adding some uh, butter and chocolate and I went on the same concept, little bit lighter. I actually tried to use some maple sugar. Ooh. So I'm using some maple sugar, maple syrup, and I'm doing that babka shape. So it's very light. Um, and the, the maple, you know, again, you need to like the maple, huh? but the maple with some pecan, because I'm also doing some toasted pecan into a maple sugar caramel. So yeah, it's, it's a, a very cool brioche and a little bit different. So if somebody were to, to take a class, you know, they get online, what should they be bringing to the class? So uh, all the class I'm doing, uh, because it's easier, you know, I'm doing only a demo class. Mm -hmm. So I'm showing everyone every single stage of uh, production for the brioche or for every other class. Um, usually, yeah, people will can have a, a notepad and, and a pen, try to get as much uh, information as they can. We are also having on live that Q&A. So, you know, like as, ah. as I'm going, people, they can ask questions. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then after the live, of course, be, sorry, before the live, I'm also providing recipes and process because, you know, it, it's nice to to show off in front of a camera, but then people need to be able to reproduce at home. So I'm providing the recipe and the, the process. And at the end of the live, people can access a replay and can watch as, as long as they want and, and pause if they need to pause and um, 
yeah, try to give as much of info as possible. So this is this is cool. Yeah, if people like to bake at home, they can make it at home. I can't imagine surprising somebody bringing a brioche over to their house and they go, "Where did you get this? This is makes me." I take a bite. I feel like I'm in France. You go, "No, I made this at my house." They're gonna go, "No, no." It's kind of their <laughs> special little, uh, you know, something to bring in. But also professionals like people like myself in the industry, uh, they can pick up a lot and incorporate it into their system. So that's really cool. Definitely, because, you know, it's like I'm lucky enough to work for, uh, for uh, Eurogerm and uh, being like a R&D baker, um, I'm, I'm able to learn a lot into ingredients, into process. And that's some stuff that we don't really learn in school. I mean, even myself, you know, in bakery school in France, half of the stuff I know now, <laughs> 75% of the stuff I know now, I didn't learn that at school, you know. And um, so I'm trying, that's, I think it's important, you know, I'm trying to share as much as I can, all mm. my knowledge, because at the end of the day, you know, bakery, it's, it's share, you know, mm. you, you every time start your dinner by placing like a, you know, a basket of bread in the middle of the table. Bakery is all about sharing. And uh, for me, it's important. I'm trying to share as much as possible with everyone. And this class has the, the great opportunity to do that. That sounds amazing. And you're a great teacher. So that's cool. Well, listen, uh, Chef Ron. Thank you. <laughs> I know you are. So how can people um, follow you, get in touch, learn about the class, about yourself? You know, maybe like give us some information on your website, Instagram. So the, the first uh, platform will be for sure Instagram. So you can find me on uh, Romain Dufour. Um, and then the, my second platform that I'm trying to be more and more present is on my website. So chefromaindufour.com. And we are having like all these uh, uh, videos, you know, like a uh, uh, tutorial video and online class, um, trying to put some free recipes also, you know, uh, 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 a lot of time. And we have all this podcast and <laughs> thank you uh, for having me. And I'm, I'm putting this podcast also on the website. So, oh man, that's awesome. Hey, I have to say, I've been on the website. I mean, I haven't been on the website. I visited your website and it's killer. It's killer. Everything is super clear. You've got some really cool, cool categories. And the photos of your work, it's, I mean, it's amazing, inspiring. It, it's a big thank you to my wife. She did that from, ah. uh, from scratch. Oh, man, she's amazing. And, she, and by the way, just on the side, she's a great singer too, right? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Roman, I really appreciate you coming on. I know I have a ton more questions for you, but I think I'll save them for the class. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the class. Um, and yeah, so let's talk maybe offline a little bit because I, I don't want to miss it. And I appreciate your time here today. And any final words from you? What, do you? what are you thinking? Well, thank you so much for having me. First of all, it's, it's every time great to be able to talk together. And um, and keep on baking. For all of you listening out there, Chef Special is part of the Believe Podcast Network. Check it out at believe.com. And follow me on Instagram at Patrick Honeywell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.